Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the program. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. Tonight, for your quintessential listening poetry pleasure, poet, spoken word artist, music artist, Justin Johnson, Johnson Sold Out, is here. Justin is a New York City-born native, New Jersey-raised author, spoken word artist, and again, music artist, living outside of Newark, New Jersey. Justin self-published his first book of poems, Scattered, in 2021 as well as had a number of poetry publications in multiple magazines, as well as presses in the United States, as well as the United Kingdom. Justin Johnson, sold out. Welcome to the program. Yes, hello. Thank you for having hello. me. I'm honored to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're with me, too. Are you ready to begin this poetic journey? Always ready. All right. <laughs> All right, man. What is poetry? Justin Johnson sold out. What is poetry? Poetry to me is an art form, a very underlooked and underappreciated art form currently um, that I used to express myself. I think it's some. It's a, it's a form of art that isn't musical but can be musical. It doesn't have to follow a set set of rules. It could be very structured or it could be freestyled and loose and free verse. Um, but basically it's just a poem pretty much encapsulates a moment, a feeling, a question. It should invoke motion, emotions. It should leave you wanting to research words or research the topics that were discussed in it it should make you laugh it should make you cry it should make you mm-hmm. angry upset make you a better person all those types mm-hmm. of things all right very nice so when you think about spoken word poetry what is that what is it to you spoken word and how does it differ from traditional poetry if it does spoken word to me um the way i'm understanding it spoken word is more so like performance based um, before I started doing, uh, I always wrote ever since I was a little young kid. Uh, I always just wrote stories and like little rhymes and stuff like that. And like, to me, that's like for the page. I never thought that I would ever get on stage and share some of my poems and stories with random strangers in a bar or like some type of, uh, venue. Um, but spoken word is a lot more performance-based and can get really theatrical. It can get really – it adds another layer to the poetry because sometimes mm-hmm. you read the poem, but then when you hear mm-hmm. the author present their poem out loud, it brings a new life to it because you might say it in a way that the person didn't read it in a way or, or the words just catch differently or, you know, the, the metaphor just hit differently or just the wordplay just hits and connect for the person finally because they hear it out loud how you wanted it to be 
presented. Oh, very nice. Now, based on your knowledge and experiences, why is poetry, spoken word poetry, you name it, why is it important? It's important because back way, 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 way back in the day, poetry, poets were where, where people got their news from. You know, they would get their information and what's going on in the town and the villages and stuff from the poets. Um, poetry is like the unsung hero when it comes to just talking about social injustices and just keeping a time stamp. Yeah, music does that as well. Um, but again, they're just kind of like in that same realm of like, they're like cousins to each other, you know, um, poetry is just something that encapsulates, I feel like the times better, um, than music does in some instances. All right. You know, you've already answered a number of my questions. Please share a poem. Of course. So. Um, as Michael said, I am an author, and this first poem I'm going to read is going to come from my book, Scattered. Uh, I am going to start with this one piece called I Write. Um, I don't remember, everybody always asks me, like, oh, what was the inspiration, or how did you write this, or X, Y, and Z, and it was like, a lot of the times I don't be remembering, because, like, my writing process can be a little unorthodox. I'll start a poem and won't touch it for six months and I'll add like another stanza and then I won't touch it for another three months and then I'll forget about it. And then like a whole year will pass and I'll be like, oh yeah, I should probably finish this. And then like, you just never know what means. Like I'll finish a poem in a day or I'll finish it in two years. So uh, <laughs> this one definitely was something that took more than a day. <laughs> just the final right. day. So I'll just get right into it. I write to keep the lights on. Never do I want you to wonder if I'm ever home. Keep the brain spinning with exercise and sinning. It's the only way I'll keep winning. I write to keep my stomach full. I find sustenance in the words in between plates of assonance and consonance. I sip slowly so the sibilance sloshes through my taste buds and is a mistake for alliteration. Because her beauty escapes me like the roadrunner to Wiley. And like the coyote, I'm too witty to be a track star. So for some reason, I think if I write about it in between these lines, I'll attract her and her thighs. Figure it's one way to get her behind bars without her doing a crime. I write because there's beauty in the monotony. Different is an atrocity the dump couldn't smother enough. I'm so regular, I hope it offends you. Y'all are so different, I can't tell the difference. I write today because my life can suck but I can't tell anybody that. So I write it cleverly and hopes bitterness and resent are relieved like soldiers on duty, but the war still rages on. So I take my battle wings with a shot of pentail. I write and write and write to give a home to the voices in my head and write because as of late, non-vacancy has super exceeded beyond my control. When they said I was big-headed, I doubt this is what they had in mind. And right. To quiet the other voices in my head that want me sad, want me stuffed, want me drunk, want me lovesick, want me bitter, want me conformed, want me dead. And right. 
because once they all leave, I'll remember what it's like to breathe, and I've never wanted anything else but that. And that was uh, I write. Very nice. I like that. What is the purpose of that piece, Justin? What's the purpose? Purpose of this piece, um, as I analyze my own work, uh, um, purpose of this piece, uh, I think that it's just me playing with words, me Mm -hmm. discussing the reasons why I do write um, for fun, for expressing my emotions with the opposite sex, expressing, you know, you know, personal problems I have in my life. You know, sometimes I feel like people, um, you know, don't listen because for whatever reasons, whether they don't care, they have their other stuff going on in their personal lives and stuff like that. And, you know, you can't really blame people for not being fully invested in what you got going on. So when mm-hmm. all else fails, I can always turn to the arts and get it out in that form or fashion. And it's better than just repressing it and just feeling like, oh, nobody cares. Like, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. just getting it out on page or getting it out in some type of creative fashion usually helps ease the sting of whatever's going on in my life. Very well stated. I like that a lot. I really do. Now, before we go any further, I'd like to find out about your stage moniker, Johnson Sold Out. Tell me about it. Yes. So, um, basically... I didn't really start, like I said, I, I never thought I was going to be uh, a performance artist. I thought I would always just be writing and writing and never, like, actually physically perform it. So around 2018 is when I started really doing open mics. And at the time, I was going as Johnson, um, just my last name. Um, and at the time, it didn't really, like, I felt like it wasn't, like, enough of a punch I, there was other people with yeah. stage names. I felt like, oh, that's real rememberable and that's real, like, clever and unique. So mm-hmm. the sold out part came from my social media because I don't really care for most social media. Uh, you had asked okay. me the email, like, oh, you have Facebook <laughs> and stuff like that. Yes. And I was like, nah, I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> I, at- I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime, anytime I ever, like, when um, first it started with Snapchat, which I don't have anymore, but when it, when I finally got coerced by my friends and stuff to get Snapchat, that was my username on there. And then I had Instagram, and then I deleted Instagram, and then I came back to Instagram, and then I just Johnson sold out on Instagram the second time I came back. So at the end of shows, usually, you know, you plug in your information, what you're going on. And, you know, I, you know, people always ask, like, oh, where can I follow you? And, like, where, you know, so I was just like, oh, you know, my Instagram is Johnson Sold Out. It was probably the most active platform that I, I'm on. So then I was just like, you know, after enough people kept asking me, I was just like, you know, maybe I should just go by Johnson Sold Out. It just makes it easier um, for people to find me and for people to, like, look me up. And, you know, it's very, very marketable and all those, you know, buzzwords. Mm-hmm and whatnot, right? So the sold out means either that your shows are sold out or you are a sellout. Am I correct? <laughs> Tell me. See, I mean, I think that's why I'm like, I might have to do uh, a name. I might have to do a name change further. You know, the artist coming with the name is not sold out yes. at some point. Because 
<laughs> you know, you never think. I never, you never think you're gonna go as far as you go in certain things. But I didn't think this was gonna right. become a thing as big as a thing as it was gonna be. And now it's like everybody's like, oh, you should think it's a soul, like soul out and all that, you know, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sold out to mm-hmm. me. Yes, it can have a negative connotation, yes. but I also feel like people put a negative connotation because selling out oh, isn't necessarily yeah. always a bad thing. Selling out can actually benefit people um, financially in a how? lot of ways. And get how? Them Tell me how. How can, how can selling out benefit people? I think... I think, people think <laughs> selling, I think people think selling out means you're like going mainstream and like you forget your way. I think you can go mainstream and embrace mm-hmm. a new audience and embrace a new market while still keeping your core values. Um, All right. Then. I don't think, I and I think partnering and I think partnering with like bigger brands and bigger corporations and other bigger artists that, you know, that may, you know, may be out of your wheelhouse of the usual content that you make isn't selling out to me. I feel like that's just expanding the art and expanding yourself to other people. It's like, yeah, I can be this local artist that stays at the open mic ring and just goes to all the different local open mic. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, but like some people mm-hmm. aspire to bigger and bigger stages, which again, nothing's wrong with that either. It's just like, it depends on what side you're trying to play. I'm trying to do a little bit of both. I don't want to be super, mm-hmm. super, super big, but you know, I definitely want to mm-hmm. incorporate myself and bigger audiences you know we had um i can't forget the woman's name that did the inauguration she mm-hmm. did the poem for biden inauguration. amanda gorman amanda gorman yeah. that particular one okay yes yeah you know and like personally i mean i wouldn't have done it for Biden personally but the idea of seeing <laughs> an actual person that's a poet do that mm-hmm. that's such a great look and like I don't think that you think you know do you think people called her a sellout like I think she was able to put on for herself I'm sure they paid her nicely mm-hmm. to do that I'm sure other people started to hit her up and she's very active now and doing what she needs and able to mm-hmm. fund her art people don't understand like mm-hmm. money money doesn't have to necessarily be like the root of all evil and like I don't want to you know I don't do this for money but like having extra money definitely helps create things, definitely helps make makes the rollouts for advertising the books and, like, doing videos and doing merch and all these different things. It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, suffice to say, um, I think selling out is not, is not a bad thing. And I, I, sold, I sold out, also want to just sell out as far as, like, books, shows, Okay. Merch, all those types mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. All right, very nice. You know, you did a very nice positive reframe on that word. You reclaimed it from negative to a positive, or negative to a positive. But I like sold out being your merchandise, your books, your CDs, all those things. All right? Yeah. All I, right. Think, I think, I okay. think we're, we're – you know what's, what's funny is just like I think we live in this age where like – art has to have an answer, or, like, everything has to have an answer, but specifically art is just, like, what does this mean? What is this, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you mean by that? What, is, what does this song mean? What is, like, well, what does it mean to you? Like, art has all these different interpretations. I True. may have written it for this precise reason, 
But I've had people come to me about certain poems of mine and say, oh, this is what I took from it, and this is what I understood from it. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even see that from that angle because that's not where I was coming from. But, I mean, if that's what you got out of that and that's what you saw, I can't take that away from you. I can just only tell you what Mm -hmm. I initially made the poem to be about. But if you think it's about this, then by all means, you know. You're you're a wise man. Oh, (laughs) I try to be, man. I think people took too much stock. It, it's 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 crazy because as an author, it's like it's weird to say that words have power and don't have power at the same time. Like mm. I always fight that because I'm like words are powerful, but at the same time they aren't. Like they really mm-hmm. aren't that powerful. But I don't know. It's it's a hard battle to like pick and choose. I feel <laughs> like I'm always like, I'm hypocritical when I say that because like words have power, but they also don't. It's All what right. you give. The, it's what you give the power to. Is what you give the focus to. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, please share another poem. Yes, of course. I will do another one from the book, which is available on Amazon. <laughs> and and uh, let's see. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. I think I'll do this one called, it's called Wade. What? And basically this one I remember because I would be in different types of workshops and writing groups and whatever have you, and, like, someone introduced the idea of clipping, which is basically just taking the first thoughts that come to your head and just writing it out. And if it doesn't make sense, it's okay. And if it does make sense, it's even better. And just, just taking the sh- literally streams of consciousness that come to your head and just writing it out. And then typically after that, depending on how it goes, I usually edit it, tweak it a little bit to make it sound a little bit more, you know, poetic and artsy. But um, this is basically one of those poems that kind of just like a, came up from a stream of consciousness type of thing. Um, Trains, planes, and grazing cranes, am I insane or trying to keep a rhyme scheme? It may seem I have this poetry shtick by the scene. I'll keep pulling it till I have it undressed, it being my mind. Oh, man, what a mess. Imagine a drag race taking place in hybrids on space. In between craters, I switch lanes until I land in the one of the creators. Not a deity, but creators in reality. Talks of religion end so dramatically. We all pray for new rain, but never dress for the weather. So we wither like planets. We wither like plants during the fall equinox. I keep trying to find my mind in the box they put it in. Following the lead of my pen, it led to the interweb. Of course, my gray matter would be intertangled in the worldwide net, intermingling with people from foreign places they didn't teach in history. We don't speak the same languages, but pain is universal. I play N.E.R.D.'s love bomb to eradicate any more thoughts of self-defecation. Music always been the educator and even better healer. I place my hand on the speaker box. It's like I found my real heart. The vibrations echo in my soul. I figure this is what peace is, and I formulate this thesis. We all have broken pieces, scattered. Like a jigsaw, no one has the time to play the game, so we play our favorite songs, hiding the pain in the hooks as we sing along and do drugs, consume bottom shelf liquor, watch TV shows that should have ended four seasons ago, because we only live once. 
not long enough to solve this conundrum of a puzzle, well, maybe y'all. I have time. I'm going to live forever. The fountain of youth is in my living room. It's such a nice talking piece. And that was, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) Now, tell me about Scattered, my friend. What inspired your book? Um, the people. The people did. <laughs> I, um, people? like I said, I always, I, I always wrote, I always wrote and wrote and wrote and like, you know, I had like that imposter syndrome of like, you know, thinking like becoming an author is like this whole big process and like you need to get signed to a, a publisher or, you know, some type of company has to pick up your book and all this x y and z and like you know just coming up with a million excuses of why it's like i'll never be an author but i'll always write i'll just never be an author um so as i was doing like i said 2018 i started doing the heavy going into open mics heavily from 2018 2019 2020 and all that um after i performed everybody you know people will come up to you and like say oh you know i really like your piece you know complimenting whatever whatever the case may be a lot of those compliments from people would always be like, oh, can I buy your book? And at the time, I was just like, well, I don't have a book, but thank you. <laughs> but, like, it just it just kept popping up. Like, can I, you know, can I buy your book? Where can I buy your book? Where's your book at? You need a book? Like, da, da, da. So I was just like, oh, man, like, all these people are, like, really invested and, like, really, would, you know, it's like I could have had so many sales and, like, so much, like, more reach if I had a book. And then, you know, I'm talking to other authors, um, whether they were poets or, like, you know, fiction, nonfiction writers and things like that, you know, just conversing with them and then figuring out, like, you can self-publish through Amazon. And I was just like, oh, cool. And there's, like, a whole bunch of, you know, YouTube University and, like, even Amazon has a whole bunch, you know, KDP um, has a whole bunch of tutorial videos and, like, forms that you can, like, figure out how to do the layouts and what sizes you need for, like, the size of, like, the cover and what you should do and what you shouldn't do and X, Y, and Z. So I just started playing around with that stuff and picking out poems. At first it was, like, 100, like, easily, like, 100 poems where, you know, I just, like, put stuff to the side that I really liked that I'm like, ooh, this will be good, this will be good. And I was just like, I felt like it was too much at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, playing around, like, Dropped down to 70, then went back to 80, then dropped down to 60. And then I finally, like, just nailed, just settled on 47. I don't know how I got to that number, but I ended up on 47. And mm-hmm. I was gearing up to release the book in either March or April of 2020. But mm-hmm. we all know, well, hopefully we all know what happened in March of 2020. So yes. um, I had to put that on the you know side and um eventually time passes and i'm able to release it in january of 2021 on amazon is an ebook version and there is you know the physical copy as well i um i have a friend one of my closest friends from grade school he's a audio engineer his name is caesar and he has a whole setup in his house, so I also have an audio version 
of this book as well. So, you know, if you've been liking my voice and, you know, little radio voice I got going on, you can yes. get an audio version uh, of the of Scattered as well. It's also, it just recently got onto Spotify as well. So, you know, you don't even have to download like Audible or some like weird audio book app. You can just go on Spotify because I know anybody that's listening probably got Spotify somewhere in some form or fashion. So mm-hmm. you can just listen to it on Spotify. So it was really cool. Um, yeah. All right. Now, the cover is quite striking. Tell me about the process of developing the cover of the book. Yeah, so scattered um for me since all the poems since I didn't since the book kind of came about more so because everybody wanted a book and I just had a bunch of poems. Mm-hmm. I I took pretty much the bulk of the poems from 2012 to 2019. Um so that's that's one that's one side of the scattered. So all the scattered it's really all different emotions. When you read the book, there's happy poems, there's sad poems, there's political poems, there's very self-reflective poems. You've got the weird poems like Wait What that like have no real message and necessarily you got – I got poems about my dating situations at those times and my love life at those times and like stuff that happened to me personally with other people. And um, the cover is kind of just a reflection of that. Um, you know, I got an angry face on here. There's a crying face. There's a happy face. This is, and it's like a mirror. Um, it's a mirror because I'm always like constantly like in a battle with myself. I'm like the I have my greatest enemy is myself, and I get in my way mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. And mm-hmm. but I'm also my biggest fan. And the mirror kind of is just a reflection of, like, literally a reflection. Like, every time you look at the mirror, sometimes you look at the mirror and you feel like you're the best person in the world. Other days you feel, like, complete and other, uh, you know, crap, and you just, like, don't want to go on or you just feel like you suck at everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, the mirror kind of was just, like, again, just, like, it added another layer to, like, the whole brokenness of just what I was going through with a lot of these poems and where I was at in my personal life of just, like, self-doubt. What am I going to do with my life? Um, the only thing that makes me happy is music and writing. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to sell. I don't want to – even though my name is sold out, I don't want to sell my soul to these <laughs> industries and start hopping on stage and start doing songs with, like, you know – this super generic pop star artist just because everybody likes this person and make make art that I have no passion in making and it's not true to me. So mm-hmm. basically, yeah, that's how Scatter came about. I don't remember initially how I came about with the title Scatter, but I'm happy I did. Um, it just mm-hmm. fits with everything that was happening. Going on. With, well, with, what what did you learn about yourself? writing this book who are you as a consequence of writing scattered it's weird you know you know what that's a very interesting question because i'm working on my other books i'm working on two other books because i have two concepts for two other books scattered kind of was already in the sense written it just needed to be put together so like I there was no there was no there was no 
Dude, the goal was, okay, let's take all my 5,000 poems, narrow it down to, like, the best of the best, and put it into a book and that makes sense and, like, fits with some type of theme or whatever the case was. Now, me writing for the these next books, it's, like, it's almost, like, I have an idea, but, like, now it's, like, starting from scratch. Whereas before, it's, like, I had all the ingredients and everything set on like you know in a little oven that was just keeping warm now it's like i got to do everything from scratch and figure out okay how do i want this to pace how do i want how do i want it to start how do i want to finish what do i want in the middle how do i want it you know it's like it's it's very it's like a different process but scattered to mm-hmm. me i felt like we used to because i already had the poems i'm sorry mm-hmm. what was the original question <laughs> <laughs> who are you as a consequence of writing scattered what did you learn about oh, yourself? Wow. That was the original question. What did I learn? That was the question. I'm sorry. I got into a That's tangent. Right. Um, <laughs> you were scattered. All right. Go ahead. Hi. <laughs> 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 sorry, baby. Who am I? Writing this? Um, <laughs> I don't know. At first, I was just a – I was just a – yeah, I, 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 I didn't know who I was. I just wanted to be somebody that had a book and, like – that just loved art and like loved going to open mics and like playing with words. Um, Mm. So that was just what I was trying to display. It's just like, Hey, I write really dope words. I think you guys might like it as well. Cause I always, I never was insecure about my writing. Um, Mm -hmm. At least pieces that I actually like and like actually show to the public and not the ones that I destroy or like having like the editing folders that need to get fixed. But I never had an issue. I never had an issue with my writing um sharing it um so that i just wanted to display my creativity um when i started displaying my creativity and started um you know the book came out and people started reading it and people started hitting me back with like you know oh i felt the same way your book Mm -hmm. made me cry your book made me search this topic because i didn't realize this was going on or this was happening or you know, I gave my book, you know, I gave my book to, you know, I've had teachers be like, I've given my book, your book to some students. They've really enjoyed it. They've learned a lot from it. And now it's just like, oh, this has now become bigger than just me saying, hey, I can write. Now it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a voice that invokes emotion and, and a voice that teaches people or helps people learn things and like help people feel things. And I never thought I would get to that point. Well, let me ask this question. You know, I'm going to ask you to share another piece of poetry, of course, but how do you feel about being this, being this voice for others? How do you feel about that? Taking on that role? Uh, it's, it is interesting. I don't want to say it's intimidating, but it is interesting um, because it adds a layer to the work. It kind of just makes me make sure I'm on my P's and Q's because now it's like, okay, people are actually, like, invested and people are actually interested and people actually want to know what I have to say because I'm very quiet and to myself and, like, only, mm-hmm. you know, open about things in my, you know, personal circle of friends and family. So, mm-hmm. Everybody's always wanting to know what I think about current state, you know, ideas and like current events that are happening in the world. And um, I'm just like, I'll, I'll probably write a poem about it, but I don't, you know, 
they're going to, like, openly just go on to Instagram or any social media and just start blabbing away about, this is how I feel. Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, like to, I like to soak things in and then break mm-hmm. it down into the poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, please share another poem. Another, another. Uh, let's do this one. We'll do uh, part-time sheet, uh, part-time worker, full-time sheet. Um, this one is basically made because I don't like working for corporate America, and uh, most jobs are just really trashy and. Um, they care more about the numbers. They don't care about, you know, being efficient. They just want to hit whatever quota they have to hit, even if it's super unrealistic and unachievable. And even if we get close to it, it's never good enough. And some people just don't, you know, most bosses and people don't realize that we are only at this place because we need money to keep a roof over our heads, clothes on our back, and food in our stomach, and to, you know, entertain ourselves and do all the other things that we actually want to do in our life. Uh, we're not invested in your company because we it's not it's not our dream, it's your dream, this is your baby. We're just helping you get it to wherever you want it to go to the best of our abilities. But uh yeah, that's that's just my little sense on uh, corporate. But here we go. Part time worker, full time sheep. Your boss is a sleaze, coworkers are dummies, but you'll look past it to get the monies. Money, 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 money. Persistent enough to say it so many times because you're told if you speak it into existence, you'll eventually reap some sort of benefit. Such foolishness. Guess corporations double as hypnotists, clock in and become a tool in their possession. They don't want to see your progression unless you elevate in their system so they can further the deep conditioning reprogram, make you hate your reflection, and never question how you lost your connection to dreams, ambitions, rationality. Now you're drowning in depression. Spirits with limited solace somewhere inside you knows this ain't it. You don't want to hear the confession. The same sheep in your profession have the same impression. This is how life is. That loser talk is really infectious. Now you're sick. Your mind now thinks happiness resides in another dimension. Working overtime for a corporation that doesn't love you, only cares about the work you do. When you get sick, they call replacements, and if you die, there's a new hire in before you're six feet deep in your casket. Have you do their bidding, they sip from chalices while you settle for dripping. Hasn't it raised your suspicion? You haven't seen a lot of people accumulate wealth working someone else's mission. In this life, you either rise up or get stepped on. I'm trying to be free. you trying to be the top peon. I'm mimicking my idols, breaking through the soul-snatching cycles because the beating in my chest bumps the Moore's SOS. Done trying to make the distress, done trying to mask the distress. It only aided in sinking deeper into the mess. I was almost victim to it. Then art rolled in my brain like a severe storm. I stepped outside, outside and felt the rain. Let it wash away my pain, all inhibition slain. But ignore me. You seem to want your headstone engraved. Here's someone who lived life plain. And that was part-time worker, full-time sheep. All right. 
Justin Johnson, Johnson sold out. What do you think makes your poetic voice different? What makes you stand uh, out? I talk about stuff that nobody else is talking about. <laughs> like what? Like like what? Like what? Like what? Give me an example. So in the book, I have a poem uh, called Digital Cannabis, where I basically talk mm-hmm. about our addiction to cell phones and uh, the, the the effects of 4G and 5G, and we don't know the long terms and, you know, the quote-unquote conspiracy theory stuff that people kind of just write off and dismiss. Um, mm-hmm. I write – I have a poem about – well, I close one of the books. One of the poems I close with um, in the book, I talk about my um, how I was fetishized on the nude beach, mm-hmm. and um, by a white man, he was mm-hmm. trying to get me to. Uh, he wanted me to uh, to 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 get with his daughter, and oh, wow. uh, have a bunch of uh, you know kids and they'd be all mm-hmm. you know you know i i mean i i can read that poem later on or whatever or you can buy the book and find out how that goes <laughs> but, you know, when, um, one of the reasons why i write the stuff that i write was because when i started going to open mics mm-hmm. everybody was just talking about the same things you know at the time okay. it was like donald trump donald trump sucks uh the government sucks. Uh, insert this abusive thing that happened to me sexually or mentally. Uh, oh, insert this very, very horny poem that's not really horny. You're just talking about who you had sexual relations with and how it just ended badly because you both can't communicate. Like, it was just the same topic. And, like, nobody was exploring the topics from a different perspective or a different angle. And I'm all for it. Like, you know, express your art how you want to express it. But, like, if you go into an open mic and 15 people are performing and seven people are doing a poem about Trump and five people are doing uh, poems about, like, sex and, like, poor relationships, then it's just, like, Mm -hmm. there's so many other things. And then, like, you get one person that comes up and talks about how their dog is, like, super cool, but then it, it, like, turns into this whole deep, like, piece about like immigration or something you know what i'm saying like like you get like that one poet that like turns turns the tide of the poem and it takes you somewhere you had no idea you were going to go because you were like oh i thought we were at the dog park but now we're talking about you know human rights (laughs) and like you know it's like i i like that i like the fact that like and that's what i aspire to be like without forcing it obviously so i try to go with that perspective i'm like what is nobody talking about what do i want to talk about And how can I talk about something without it sounding like everybody else's? Like, that's that's just All my right. biggest thing. I don't want to sound like everybody else that's doing poetry. Very important to be your own person in terms of what you do. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back.
We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. <laughs> I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Justin Johnson. Johnson sold out. Justin, do you think you were meant to be a poet? Meant to be a poet? I wouldn't say I was meant to yes. be a poet. I would, not, I would not. I, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I think poetry was just luckily a very is a very easy art form to get into because you can um just have a piece of paper or a napkin or your cell phone and you can just <laughs> get, get right to it. My real passion is um music. I want to get into producing and like making instrumentals and like making beats and um doing that and like being an engineer. Um, and one day that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but like, poetry kind of was just like the second, it's like the, the second, like the, the side piece, as if you will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, that I, that well, let I, me ask I, this I, question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is you think about poetry? What surprises you most about being a poet? What, what's or spoken word artist? What surprises you most? Um, I mean the writing aspect. I okay. like the the writing aspect of it. I like putting words together. I like um the words in my brain. They just kind of just like float, and then they'll come together, and then I'll be like, oh, and then I'll start writing, and like all these words mm-hmm. will just start forming in my head. It's like really interesting, but I just like putting words together because. It's just fun and creative, and um, my favorite, you know, everyone always asks me who's my favorite poet, and I'm like, I don't really have favorite poets. I have, like, favorite rappers. <laughs> okay, um, all right, like, all right. Like, Ludacris and and Lil Wayne and, like, Lupe Fiasco, and, like, these guys really know how to put words together, and, like, nobody sounds like them, you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to be them, but, like, nobody ever, like, sound, nobody could ever sound like them. They've attempted to copy them and stuff like that, but, like, they just never, you can't, you can't copy something like that. So, I think that's what I, I, you know, going back, going back to the question, like, the writing aspect, it's just, like, I just want to sound different. I want the words to hit and the punchlines to hit. And, Mm -hmm. um, the metaphors and like just to take people on a journey or a trip, even if people don't like it, I just know like if I if I think it's dope, that's all that matters. If other people find it dope, that's this is just a bonus for me personally. Well, has a poem that you've written ever frightened or humbled you? Uh, oh, has a poem I've ever written ever humbled me or frightened me? Yeah. Um. No. I wouldn't say uh I wouldn't say I've written a poem currently in my life that has done either of those. I will say a poem has surprised me. Um mm-hmm. the one that you that you had seen me do in, in Aaron's competition, that poem. Yes. I did not expect that poem to resonate with the people the way it resonates with people and everybody loves that poem um and i like it too anything that's in my book i love obviously because i put it in the book but like i did not know that that one was going to be the one that like people gravitated to and like everybody would just like come up quoting it to me and like 
it's like just a running joking gag and like people just enjoy it. Well, would you mind sharing it? Yeah, of course. Um, this piece is called um, Golden, a.k.a. I Love Women A Lot. Um, this piece was crafted towards the end of 2019. And was it 2019? I'm sorry, 2018. Towards the end of 2018. Um, a lot of women in my life were going through bad things, um, domestic disputes and just stalkers and like so much so that I thought I would have to get involved in one situation, but luckily nothing, it didn't escalate further than it, it did. And she was able to get out of the situation. Um, in one piece, thankfully. Um, And I was just, like, you know, real upset about, like, all these things, like, simultaneously happening within the the span of two to three months to all these, you know, all my women friends and women associates. And I kind of just wrote this piece just sharing how dope women are because women are, like, the greatest things on earth. I'm here doing poetry because of a woman. You know, I, I was born from a woman, raised by a woman, um, I do my best in every way to honor women in any shape that I can, any fashion that I can. So, uh, find this one. All right. So, I love women a lot. Black, brown, tan, or white. But if you made me choose my favorite ethnicity. It would probably be authenticity mixed with loyalty. She has to be fluid in confidence. Insecure is a language I have trouble understanding. As far as shape goes, I have no bias. Whether her skin is chosen by her clothes or she's as thick as a hose, as long as she smiles beautifully and smells fresher than a rose, I'm content. Although I am a maniac for women that are brainiacs. When I call her, she teaches me something new, keeps me up when the lawn is covered in dew. When faced with defeat, she never forfeits, always confident. She loves a challenge. Adversity makes her much more gorgeous. Watching her maneuver through life so easily, I think she needs a slot on syndicated TV. I think this is who Wonder Woman aspires to be. Yo. I love women a lot. Y'all are great. Greater than great. I had trouble flipping through the dictionary, finding the words. None of them come close to what y'all do. Y'all are glue. Without y'all, I'd be in a lot more pieces. I hope y'all are never undervalued. Even when the monsters leave you black and blue, remember your real hue is golden. Unearthed buried treasure. They can never take that from you. And that was golden. Oh, I love that, Paul. <laughs> I really do. I really do. And I can understand why people want you to recite it and share it. I really can. I'd like you to tell me about a poem, Justin. 
that you were proud of writing but afraid to share for fear of possible misinterpretation? Uh, I don't have any... You know what? It's funny. I'm, I'm like, trying to be more... I think I'm facing that issue now. Um, Hmm. What do you mean? I'm facing that issue now because I'm, like, writing the book, the the next Mm -hmm. book, and I want to say some things that, you know, you know, the quote-unquote unpopular opinions or just, you know, give my two cents on how I feel about things. Um, And I'm, like, I'm still going to do it, but I'm, like, nervous. I'm, like, oh, man. Because, you know, people, the thing is people build these, like, false, um, they they give you these, like, expectations and, like, this is who, this is who Justin, this is who uh, Justin sold out is. He's a guy, he loves women a lot, and he's very articulate and smart and very educated and, like, you know, like, like put you in this box. And the moment you start doing things that are outside of what the box was created, you know, they created, then it's like, huh, oh, no, nah, he's a scumbag. He's this, he's that. He believes in that. He thinks about this. He doesn't think this. or So I'm very interested to see, like, where that goes um, for certain topics and certain things. But at the same time, it's just like I said earlier, poets were the voice uh, for the public and, like, just telling people what's going on. And I'm telling what's going on through my eyes and through my experiences and stuff like that. You can agree. You can disagree. I'm not going – I'm not going out – I'm not going – I'm not saying these things or these thoughts in, like, in a malicious way or, like – in an ignorant way, I like being, I mean, I'm open for discussion or whatever the case may be. Um, but I feel like that's what we need to come back to is just like having a discussion and just talking about things and like not completely writing off somebody because they have a different viewpoint on certain topics and aspects. Well, you just answered my next question. I just want you to expound upon it just a little bit more. You know, okay. as you said, so much is happening in the world. So much the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. So what I'd like mm-hmm. to know, what, is the, what do you view as being the role of a poet? And you've already answered it in modern-day society. Oh, yeah, you've got to be a voice, man. <laughs> you've got to be a voice. You've got to be one of the voices that actually is speaking, like, light and virtue and 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 some type of information that's not um false or bizarre uh, or if it can i mean it can be bizarre but like you got to present if you're going to approach a topic i feel like if you if you're going to approach a topic and you're going to try to talk about subjects whether it's controversial or just you know whatever the case may be i always go with the most knowledge that you have of it and always try mm-hmm. to just come from your perspective. Never try to like seem like this is this is this because I said so. Like just kind of like I try to go about it as in like this is what I've been through. This is what I've experienced. Um, mm-hmm. This is my truth, and like maybe your truth is different, but this is what I've experienced. Maybe we can talk about why your truth and my truth are two different truths, and maybe we can come to some type of middle ground, or maybe we don't. Maybe we do. Who knows? But ultimately, the poet needs to come back and needs to start being on street corners and office buildings and just just letting people know, like, it's things are messed up out here, and we need to come together and as a people and unify and start changing things. We got to change the structure of the current workday, 
we have to change the food industry and what's going on, why they put in all these, you know, chemicals and nonsense in the food, why is a bread is only supposed to have, like, three or four ingredients. Why does bread have – you look at the back of, like, Wonder Bread or any type of mainstream, like, bread uh, brand, and it has all these different types of ingredients that you can't even pronounce. It sounds like something out of a chemistry class. Like, it's not cool. I don't, you know, I don't like stuff. I don't, I don't like stuff like that. People need to know. And, like, there's just a lot of stuff that we need to do, and we just need to come together and figure out how we can slowly start changing things for the better. So, Very nice. That's what I want to do with my book. Right. I want to be a, a revolutionary. <laughs> All right. Very nice. I want to know, does it hurt you to write poetry? If not, why not? Does it hurt? Nah, it doesn't hurt. Well, mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, okay, I mean, I guess. I Talk guess to it, me. I, I guess Talk to me. <laughs> it does. I, I Tell me more. Me. I, go, <laughs> I um, I sometimes go into dark places to get some mm-hmm. to, to pull some art. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, I. That's all right. So do I. So do I. So I yeah. <laughs> I indulge in, in, in some vices that get me into a dark state to help me write sometimes when it doesn't come naturally. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The dark the substances being uh, mostly just alcohol before people start speculating. It's like, oh, he's a heroin addict. It's like, no, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's mostly just alcohol, and and you you it's mostly just alcohol and and some marijuana occasionally, but that's about it. And um, and just listening to like really sad, dark music, because that just like I don't know that like channels something in me to like write. Um, and I'm trying to get out of that, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but you know. Some of the greatest, some of our greatest artists, uh, art was so great because they were in so much pain. So, uh, mm-hmm. not that I want to continue that, <laughs> but you know, it kind of, it kind of works sometimes. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, so, yeah. <laughs> for me, my favorite dark song, and maybe it's not even dark really, is Stevie Wonder's "Joy Inside My Tears" from his album mm-hmm. "Songs in the Key of Life." You and I even thought about doing that time. But uh, that's the one that sends me over the edge. <laughs> just, uh, it's just such a touching song. But whatever it is, I start boohooing, my friend. Start boohooing. That oh, I gotta check that song out. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ray, you know, I'm a fan of of uh, Ray Charles. I gotta, no, I gotta no, check that Wonder. out. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> 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 Ray wrote some good songs too. <laughs> well, let me ask this question. Let me ask this question before we say another poem. Let's imagine for a moment that a poem is like a cake. All right. Mm-hmm. What would be some of the prevalent ingredients? that you would put into making a poem or that you do put into making a poem? Um, Important ingredients for the cake poem experience, your personal, you got to make it, the, the, mo, the main ingredient is your personal experience with whatever the subject is. If you don't put you inside the piece, you're not going to reach 
the piece isn't going to be well. One, the piece may not be as great as it could be, and two, if you are the type of person that shares your work out to the public, it's not going to hit the audience because there's nothing for them to relate to or nothing for them to connect to because you got to make yourself human in that sense and like connect with the people. Um, another, that's the main ingredient. But another ingredient would be uh, creative creativity. How if this subject, you know, whatever the subject may be, is just like how have other people approached this subject? How have I approached this subject in my past writing? How do I make sure I'm not kind of just flipping words around in a different fashion? How can I make? How can I do this poem again but differently? Um, so, you know, however you can creatively make it sound different, um, and having fun, having fun with the process of it, um, the Mm -hmm. fun and anger and I guess the, the, the emotion, I guess another thing that comes with it, the emotion and patience, um, that comes with creating and writing poetry. Um, cause sometimes you'll just, it'll just come naturally and then other times you gotta work for it. Uh, I'm a big person. I'm a person that doesn't believe, I don't believe in writer's block. I believe Mm. writing is, uh, is a skill just like cooking, playing basketball, running, lifting weights. You just got to keep doing it. Like, you know, bodybuilders, when they want to get in shape, Mm -hmm. they got to keep lifting. Basketball players, they, they run drills, whatever drills they need to run. Chefs, chefs keep cooking. They keep experimenting. Writers, have to write you just gotta write every day and i think we get egotistical and like because it's not good we kind of just like uh but like that's part of the process like you're not gonna hit a grand slam every time you go up to bat like you gotta work through it you gotta approach writing at different ways maybe you instead of just trying to write maybe make a list maybe join a workshop and join a workshop and engage with other writers that have completely different writing <laughs> styles than you. And maybe that one sparks something out of you and approach your writing a different, from a different angle. Like, I think you just have to just go with the ups and downs and like, don't force it. Just don't force it. Just let it come when the poem, the poem will finish itself when it's time to finish it. And I know we like, All right. we, you know, we have deadlines and like, Oh, I really want to present this poem at this, at this open mic, or I really want to submit it to this, journal or this and you know this this site but like i'm all about just taking time with it and when it's finished it's finished and you'll know it's finished instead of like forcing it to just end well you know that brings up a question you know some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature once it's out there there's not much you can do to correct or improve it or others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on the editing process, Justin Johnson? Johnson sold out. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I think, I think we put too much too much rules on art, to be honest. Mm, and I think, um, you know, Kanye kind of did this. Kanye, when he did the Life of Pablo, he he is. The album called the album's called The Life of Pablo. He wanted it to be because this is when like streaming was really like starting to take over and like CDs and everything were starting to get like out of like Targets and Best Buys and like record stores were like ex- dying exponentially. Exponentially, eh. they were dying a lot. And um, <laughs> he 
was trying to make an album, the everlasting album, where he was always just changing the mixes on certain songs, and he would add songs, he would take off songs, and, like, it was just an ever-growing album. And, like, he, he, to my knowledge, isn't doing that anymore with that album. But I thought that concept was really dope. And especially in this digital era, like, we're in this era of, like, you know, digital art and digital platforms. So, like, why not just, like, change, change a line or add a line, take out a poem, add a poem to your book, to your, to your chat book, to your regular book. Um, I think that's a new, I think it's a new way to like just play with it. Even when I, even the poems I have written that are in the book and I perform, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them I have memorized and sometimes you forget the lines and sometimes you just kind of have to, without like, if you don't want to be like the guy that's up there being like, um, um, sometimes you just got to improvise and you just like, switch a line or switch an order or like say a new line and it just sometimes fits and it just makes it easier for performing. Sometimes I perform poems that don't match exactly with what I initially written, but I don't think mm-hmm. either way the message still comes across the same and it still hits the people the way it needs to hit the people. So I think, yeah, I think we just need to play with art. I think we people need to let go of rules. Once you like, are like, once you found your voice, mm-hmm. just you know, forget the rules. Just do do whatever feels right. natural to you. All right. You know, we've reached my favorite part of the program. I call it a mini poetry concert. What I'd like you to do is to share three poems back to back, no interruptions from me, no questions, just three poems. Would you do that for me? Of course. The stage is yours. All right. I want to share some newer stuff that I'm working on or that hasn't been released or heard by the general public. Um, I'm going to get into some of those. This one is called Heavy Fist. As soon as – oh, wait. Hold on. Heavy Fist. Body tweaking, seeking a fix from the Sandman, brain up peeking, scheming on how to beat Uncle Sam. Too much reading, no moves means wasted potential. Results wanted with zero application. Better off offing myself if I want to live a never-ending vacation. I won't take those words as a recommendation. I get a little morbid when I'm frustrated instead of placing morbids in the pot of life. Life's a gamble, and I don't want to leave the casino in shambles. I'm golden when I hit the light, but in the dark, I sometimes lose my fight. I make up my own variations of kryptonite, somehow ignoring I'm more blessed than a gazoon type. If time is an illusion, then patience is delusion. Anyone against my abundance must be seeking a dirt rest, supplemented by my heavy fist. I don't want to be violent, but being nice got me more denial than anything pleasant. The world is on a tilt. I'm only mirroring what's being built, building my immune system against this crooked system. That's one that was heavy fists. This one called change in the recipe. Hi. Hello? Excuse me. I need help. Do you know how to find someone that doesn't want to be looked for? 
I feel like filing a missing persons report is unnecessary. I asked his mother, but she doesn't. She hasn't seen him either, and his father has been missing a lot longer than he has. His social media is gone too. Last I spoke to him, he was trying to frame a new picture of himself along the Florida coast, which is funny because he went to school to be a chef. I guess there was a change in the recipe. Anyway, I just miss him. One of my oldest friends, I met him in the sixth grade. The very few kids that did make fun of my weight put me on to the greatest show ever created, the Boondocks. Even my parents were cool with his parents. In school, we are always in trouble for saying the N-word, so we dropped the N and came up with Iga, which was funny and all, which was funny. What was funny is all the other kids that weren't black got in trouble for saying it. Wherever you are, Malik, I hope this piece finds you in your peace. That was changing the recipe. And now I need one more for bull. I'll end off with this one. A lot going on. Kill my sweet tooth and watch my physique make the rock look like gravel. I'm the one to be chosen when you're sick of the babble. Poems for me will make your heart skip and your mind unravel. I'm a marvel, no a captain, or a wrapped in satin. It's strange what I could doctor up. Sharper than a Pacquiao uppercut. I can't sugarcoat it. I've weathered storms that make you question if I'm a deity in human form. Ain't ish funny. I float with the butterflies and pierce like a murder bee while in search of a life as majestic as the sunny sea. You could never forget me. I plan to leave an imprint as large as Bigfoot. You will hunt for me and be unsuccessful. The ghost rider you couldn't view from the six, they hype me, say I'm too good to make this seem like child's play, but on the contrary, I'm always on a recess. Taking life serious is a defect. In fact, I bet you crack more smiles if you went back to the age after infantile, before the rat race made your desires futile. Now you limping around like dysfunction erectile. Instead of excuses, you might find structure in in the disorder. There's sweetness in between all the darkness. Have you ever had a porter? Pour a glass and peep the phone dissipate. Can you imagine I wrote this sober six months before October in my car parked between a Ferrari and a panda-colored 94 Corolla? Okay, I'm actually lying. The year was 95. I mistakes like most vegans do. Ignore me. I'm dancing around my problems minus the tutu. Never cross-dressed, but address the crosses I get met with. Life full of intersections with no crosswalk, or at least the ones I've come across. Am I contradicting myself? Writing silly sentences to mask that I'm unwell. Better the sickness, better the story to tell. Great art comes at the cost of no psych evaluation. Anyway, where was I going with this? I feel like every time I get to a point, I run into more nonsense like May Arctic blasts, whites still getting away with killing more blacks, and a virus people can't make their mind up on. Somehow a park is more dangerous than Walmart. Funny how the government wants to treat me like I'm not smart. Like I listened to someone with such a huge track record on causing misery before I listened to me. How they brainwashed the masses into thinking diseases are normal. Molded their wills into taking pills instead of going for a walk in the hills. The real medicine is in the food. But why listen to this non-doctorate fool? 
Like it wasn't recent. I overcame obesity and sidestepped diabetes with exercise and diet change. People are full of crap. No, really. Ask yourself, when's the last time you had a bowel movement? I'm hoping it was recent. Ever wonder what happens to the food you eat that doesn't make its way out? Or am I asking too much? Can't take your desires for bottomless mimosas brunch because it'll get eerie when all your truths turn out to be lies. The more you ask, the more the sleeplessness becomes a former memory. Now you're an insomniac wanting to bridge all the gaps. Rolling out of bed, removing your wool cap, a full-fledged wolf. Sink your, sink your fangs deeper into, into the country's secrecy. Bet it doesn't taste so good. And that was a lot going on. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, Justin Johnson, Johnson sold out. You are very talented. I like the way that you play with words. I really do. <laughs> thank you. And as a I spoken word that. artist, well, as a spoken you spoken word artist, what do you mm-hmm. think is the relationship between your speaking voice? in your written voice, if there is a relationship. My speaking voice and my reading voice? Your written voice, yes. Is there a relationship between the two? I'm sorry, you said written or... Written? (laughs) Okay, when you're on stage, okay, I'll put Mm -hmm. this in. Sometimes people who are shy, when -hmm. they start sharing their own work, they come alive. It's a different, a different level of understanding, a different level of awareness. So what I want to know from you, what takes over when you're sharing your work? Oh, man. I used to be super trash. <laughs> I used to read in such a non-exciting voice because, like, like I've been saying, like all I cared about was the written aspect of it. I never really was planning to perform. So... Mm-hmm. I was just yeah, I just knew like oh my words are dope. It doesn't matter how I say it because the words they're just gonna you know gravitate. And lo and behold, I realized like the more animated I got, the more personality I put into the pieces, the more that the 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 audience was engaging with me. So I kind of like when I do perform, I try to put on. I guess it's I mean I guess it's Johnson sold out. That's the person speaking. That's the character. That's the persona that I put on stage. Um, because you know, we live in a world where people only pay attention to theatrics and antics and things of that nature. So you have to spice it up and make yourself sound interesting and put inflections in your voice or talk a <laughs> weird like this and like you know just play with it and have fun with it and. I get annoyed by it so much. I have a teammate who's super into theatrics. His name is Rashad Wright. And he is, like, when he gets on stage, it's like a one-man play. It's so inspiring and intimidating at the same time because it's like, dang, like, I want to do that. At the same time, I don't want to do that because it's so, because he, he, he's done, it, like, theater and stuff, like, his whole life. So, like, at this point, it's, like, engraved in him. And then and for me, it's just kind of like, uh, maybe I'll take, like, an acting class, but, like, I don't know how deep I really want to get into the performance aspect of my art artistry. Mm. All right. Uh, you know, this is the last question. We've reached the end of our poetic journey, my friend. 
Oh man, it's, it's <laughs> <so> fast. <laughs> it's ego fast. Uh, what I want to know is very last question. Then I got a couple of little ones, but this is the major one. Um, okay. Does knowing that your po- poems are published in scattered and other places and out there in the world validate your being a poet, or are you content knowing they're out of your system? Um, that, um, huh, I would say, no, I'm, I'm, the book being out, I'm happy that it's out, and I'm glad I did make it, um, I guess, I guess that, that in that aspect, it, it didn't make me any less of a poet, if anything, it just added another, uh, another title to my resume. Now I'm an author, I'm a poet, an author, and a book more <laughs> artist. But, um, you know, there's always, I don't think me having a book or not having a book takes away from my pen and what I write. You know what I'm saying? There's people at open mics that will, you know, that, that don't even have social media, don't have, never published their work in any form or fashion, whether it was like a single poem or a whole book of poems that are, mm-hmm immaculate with either their performance aspect or their written aspect and like they just do it for the love of it i do it for the love of it um mm. that's for the first yeah for 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 first and foremost i do it for the love of it i don't if i don't like it if i don't love it um i'm not gonna do it and um which is why i'm like slowly like transitioning out of like trying to make this my art, like, the main source of my income because, like, I've seen what that can lead to, and mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. Um, okay. So um, I still want to do art, and if I, you know, if I sell a couple books, if I sell some merch, if I, you know, whatever the case, if I get paid to do shows, I'm still going to take those offers, of course, but I never mm-hmm. got into this initially because I was like, I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. I'm going to, or make money, period. I was just like, no, I was just like, I like the art. I like seeing other people perform art. I like hearing words. I like getting inspired by other people's art and just seeing what everybody else does and what they can do and what I can do and what we can't do. And we come together and, like, we can form, you know, collaborative efforts and, like, do some dope stuff with both of our talents. Um, so yeah, so, so <laughs> I'm being long-winded. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. So I'm not. I I um I'm a poet, whether I have one piece of paper written or seventy published books that are on the New York's bestsellers. Like ah, as long as I'm writing, I consider myself a writer, a poet, and a spoken word artist. All right. Favor us, my friend, with one more poem before we go, if you don't mind. Just one more. Yeah, I, you know, I'll do the I'll do the one I, I alluded to earlier about the being fetishized by the white man. It's called uh, Power. I think I'm broken. Not fell off a four-story high-rise, broken, or I'll never love again, broken. More like out-of-service brain ain't working. My purpose isn't serving. I'm playing myself in not the usual way I like to play with myself. I'm too smart for my pockets to go in agony, too handsome not to get my ways, too powerful to be benched with peasants. 
One day, nude on Gunnison Beach, while absorbing the sun's energy, a white man came over to me, reviewed my naked ebony body like a study guide, then bowed down to me. Told me I'm from the same ilk as a god. My ancestors' powers were within me. Wanted me to plow his blue-eyed, blonde-haired daughter's garden and raise an army to conquer. That day, I threw white supremacy and all that other bull they used to cloud my judgment out the window. Why would someone who's supposed to be superior bow down to me? Offer his daughter to a stranger as some type of tribute and hope he can gain some of this power? Is that why they spent so much of history lying? So much time publicly emasculating, incarcerating, castrating black men? Built this fear up in the communities like some type of wall? Not just for men, but for black women too? Trying to ingrain weakness and doubt to our subconscious? That we can never be like them if we try? The irony is, we can never be them. We're better than them, and that's not being cocky. That's just genetics, baby. That's why they test on us more than college campuses. They're making case studies that melanin is electric. Imagine we figure out how to control it. You came real-life static shocks. Talk about a shock to the system. And maybe that's what it is, this brokenness. It's not me. It's me not being aligned with my inner superhero. Imagine falling asleep an ant, then waking up a 20-foot fire-breathing dragon. It's exciting when you learn the world is in the palm of your hands. I can make a fist and destroy it all or protect it and mold it into a vision everyone can see. Kanye West may have been onto something. If no one man should have all this power, then what does that make me? And that was power. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was very powerful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How can listeners stay in touch with you? Um, they can follow me on my social medias. All of them are Johnson sold out. Um, uh, my social media being Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> uh, had mm-hmm. TikTok, delete TikTok. Uh, but I'm also on YouTube. I got to start posting again on YouTube. But those are the three main places you can find me, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as Johnson sold out. Um, All right. I'm working on getting a mail list set up so I can, um, you know, interact with, like, my fans in a more intimate setting and just in case these <laughs> sites you know, Instagram goes down, like, every other month at this point. So it's just, like, just to mm-hmm. – Retain my 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 you know my fans and followers and anybody that wants to keep up with what's going on with me. Um, so that will be coming hopefully either by the end of the year or sometime at the top of 2023. But yeah, all right. That's how you that's how you find me. Where can listeners find your work? Uh, currently on Amazon. Uh, you can find me. Uh. In the ebooks, where you can get ebooks, or you can, if you want the physical, you can just you know type in Justin Johnson scattered, and that should come up. Um, Audible, and pretty much every notable um, audio book platform, any platform that plays audio books, I'm I should be on there. Uh, I'm not on Google Play because I have to do I have to edit the. The, I forget. I gotta edit something because the, the sound quality wasn't to their standards, quote unquote. Um, so I have to mm-hmm. get around to fixing that to, to their standards. So I'm not on Google Play, but I'm on Audible, I'm on Spotify, and any other major um, book 
um, audiobook uh, platform currently. Right. Very and, nice. Uh, yeah, music music to come soon. That'll be on all right. Type of streaming platforms as well. Just got to work out the final kinks and artworks and things of that nature. What is in the work works for you next? Justin Johnson, Johnson sold out. Where do you go from here? Um, well, releasing music, uh, doing, I'm, I've put a lot of my spoken, um, word and my, my poems over music, uh, over different types of instrumentals. Uh, mm-hmm. cause a lot of people were saying, Hey, you should, you know, you, you, you know, you should put it over music. It'd be really good. You should be on, you know, so I was like, all right, I'll do it. Um, and that's coming. It's, that's a, like a whole fun process in itself. Um, I'm working on two books currently that I don't have any release dates for those. Scattered is getting a second edition. Oh, wow. Um, cause the first, yeah, Scatter is going to get a second edition. Um, the same, her name is Lauren Liz. Um, she did the cover. I asked her to do some artwork for five of the pieces, for five specific pieces in the book. So there's going to be artwork, five different pieces of artwork related to poems in the book. Um, and there's going to be more poems. So it's like a deluxe album <laughs> in a sense I, I oh, right. a bunch of poems from that same era and time frame so it's nothing like it's so it still fits the the concept and the theme of what the and the first edition essentially set out for and um some well-needed edits because um i missed some edits and it's like bothered me <laughs> some you know word words not spelled correctly or in the wrong tense, or you know, you, you, I imagine you, you know, that feeling. <laughs> oh yes, I yes I do. You know, yeah. your book is available. Scattered is available on Amazon. So what I want to know, the last thing is, what piece of advice would you give readers of Scattered? If you had to give them a piece of advice before they start reading it, what would you say? Reader advice when they read Scattered. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just approach it, approach it with, I don't know, that's interesting, I never thought of that, like, I don't know, advice, uh, I feel like I wrote something, actually, in the beginning, maybe that'll bail me out, because I can't think of something right now. Sure. I think, no, I mean, I mean, my advice is just, like, thank you, um, thank you for taking time out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess it's not advice, but like, just know that like you're gonna be entertained, um, and you you might learn some things because um, that's why I set out to do. I, I set out to be entertaining, but I also there's a message between, but you know, behind everything, or most most poems, I should say. Um, and just thank you for taking your time out uh, to read it because there's so many things that you could be doing in your life. So the fact that you like took time, purchased my book, borrowed my book from a friend, bootlegged it somehow, like the fact that you're taking time out to read it is just all the more like appreciative. You know, I just want you to go in there and just like be inspired to maybe make your own type of work or just research something new. I guess, wow. yeah, just go with, I guess go with an open mind. Go with an open mind. I like that. You know, I've really enjoyed our time. I really have. I mean, I've learned something, 
new way of thinking about different things, positive reframes, different ways of being. Like I said, you're very talented, very, very talented. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I want you to come back when you finish your second book. All right? Oh, wow. <laughs> nah, yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I wasn't, you know, when Aaron reached out and you both reached out and he told me about this mm-hmm. opportunity, I'm like, yeah, of course I'll do it. And um, you, I mean, you hit me with questions. Usually you get hit with the same, like, generic questions, but you hit me with questions that, like, really stumped me in my tracks and I had to, like, stop and like reanalyze the question real quick and be like, huh, how do, how do I answer this question? Cause I've never had to answer this or like thought about a question like that. Cause nobody's ever asked me. So I appreciate you for coming with like unique, very interpretive questions and you just like very chill uh, as a host. And I appreciate well, that. Thank you. Thank you. And see, the thing is you're quick on your feet. So some of my questions stump people. You know, but you quick on your feet, and again, you you're very skillful, and that's important in the world we live in today. To be quick with it, and just quick on your feet in general. Yeah, man, you you gotta be. You can't. I can't. You can't be. You can't be stumped, um, mm-hmm. and you can't be afraid to give, give truthful answers and try to like hide or like try to like not give the full context to whatever the question is like i just want to give my authentic self in the most yes, appropriate so as the as the most in the most appropriate and uh most appropriate way i can in the most authentic way i can well you know it's funny i was just thinking one day because i'm going to follow your career i'm going to be standing outside a theater and on the little placard out front it's going to say johnson sold out and I'm going to just look at that, take a picture of it, and go on home. Because <laughs> I can't get in. I'm going to, go, <laughs> I'm going to turn around oh, and say, hey. You can be on my friends and family if you give me the Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That makes me happy. <laughs> well, we're almost out of time. Out of, yeah, out of time. I want to thank you again for being with me. I want you to come back. I'm going to follow your career. I want to find out what you're doing. I want to thank our listening audience as I do every week. And as I share with everyone, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody. Good night, Justin Johnson sold out. Take care of yourself, man. All right? Be good to yourself. I will. And we'll be in touch for sure. I like that very much. I really would. All right, everybody. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.